Before we begin today's episode, we have our patrons over at Patreon. They are Perba, Nate Hansen of Hansen Screen Printing, Andy Herbrand, Lauren L., Paul Campaneshi, Kelby Goodman, Greg Whalen, Zach Duren, Daniel, and Cara Lighting. Thank you guys so much for supporting our podcast. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. Yeah, I'm Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, today we are here to talk to you about making some life changes. Just kidding. This is not one of those podcasts. This was a life-changing event. Yeah. That happened. This was definitely a life-changing event. For, at least for me, somebody using like, yeah, what I consider a musician, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So big, big, uh, big episode today that we have kind of been putting off uh, quite a bit. I think just because well, I mean it we've is, talked about it a while, but it's like well yeah. maybe it's the right time and it is such a it just such a crazy uh, a crazy piece of uh, you know in, infamous history that that you know just happens to be here in in the state and and uh, and then also really close to our hometown. So yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, than, I was a kid. I was like, I was thinking I was like two or three years old when this happened. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I must've been yeah right around that age too. Uh, but we're going to be talking about the, uh, amazing musical legend, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, and the events, uh, kind of leading up to his, uh, unfortunate demise. And, uh, we also, have some great Wisconsin music today from Secret Menu, Ooh. which I just learned about and uh, am absolutely excited to hear it. Yeah, I'm absolutely a, a fan of it. So um, we also have another great beer review. And of course, I mean, what would this whole podcast be without how many locals you at? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Eric, what has been going on in your life lately? We've we've been out of the studio for a little bit. We've been out of the studio. Been do, for a we've little been bit. doing a lot of things too. We banked a few episodes up until this week, and uh, this one will it'll be released here in probably about an hour when we're done with it. But yeah, uh, um, yeah, not not a ton, I guess. You know, just busy with work and and uh, keeping up with the wow. stupid house and and that kind of stuff. But other than that, man. Yeah, I got to go up to Canada. Yeah, that's it's right. A, it was a good time, man. And I always talk because like, I was really excited to go because when it comes to hockey, I'm a huge hockey fan. Sure. Many of you may not know this, but I love hockey. And like with the teams we have around, Minnesota Wild, fuck that. Yeah. We got we got Chicago Blackhawks, fuck that. Yeah, can't support anything Detroit Red Wings, fuck that. Yeah. What's the next closest team we got? Toronto, Maple yeah. Leafs. I've always been a Maple Leafs fan. I've always kind of... They've never been the best team, but I've always been a Maple Leafs fan. Yeah, I mean, they, they had some good years uh, before we were ever even uh, around, I think. But um, I always kind of leaned towards uh, the Nashville Predators because they... Yeah, uh, okay, I get that. They had... Uh, they are the Admirals uh, exactly. funnel team. Yeah, yeah, yep. And that's that's the only reason why is I think the one year that Nashville... I don't know if they won it, uh, if they won the Stanley Cup or if they 
just were like in the Stanley Cup finals or something like that. But regardless, the team was pretty much all old Admirals players that had made it into the big leagues. And so these were all names that I remember going to, you know, the Bradley Center and seeing them play. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit, these guys are over here, you know, doing it big in the in the NHL finally. This is awesome. Everyone's always like, why don't you like Ottawa? Because one of my cousins are one of the team players. It's actually the, the same Ottawa name. Senators? As, yeah, one my uh my he has the same name as my brother, Matthew. Sorry, he plays on the team. Gotcha. He's a third cousin. Like yeah. so I never really tell the story because I kind of found out secondhand from one of my family members that um, why a lot of my family left for Canada. Mm. Um, so the reason is, in like when the Civil War happened, a lot of them draft dodged. So they went to um, Thunder Bay. Sure. And they went to Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah, yeah. They were like the two places because they were close to Wisconsin. So a lot of them dipped. They're like, fuck this. We're not going to fight for the Iron Brigade or whatever it was up north at front right. Civil War. So like, we're fucking out of here, dude. Right. So that's my Canadian roots, uh, draft dodgers. Yeah, exactly. We just don't like <laughs> right. fighting, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'd rather, you know, just farm. I'd rather play fish. some hockey and. Yeah. You know, hunt some play, moose. Play some freaking pond hockey, huh? Play some moose, eh? Slap the puck around, why don't yeah. you? God, <laughs> son of a... Instead of getting hit with a musket ball, they're just throwing fishing lines in. So. Well, right. And, 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 you know, back in those days, shit, I mean, a shot to, like, the leg you could fucked. have been death. Yeah. You know? Could you imagine getting hit with a fucking ball? Right. Like, fuck a that. A weird, dirty, you know, fucking... Uh, musket Shit. ball if you fucking live you're probably gonna get tetanus on top of oh it yeah ball. you're gonna have some crazy like blood disorder or something yeah, too like, for sure there's no rusty, way you're, dude. Yeah. you're talking about these guys have been living in the trenches like you know spanking it in the <laughs> trench touching these balls like i mean yeah their their bathroom is a latrine a hole dug in the in the you know that side of the house you half know, of them have like, fucking legionnaires disease and all yeah. kinds of shit you know yeah, it's like, dysentery <laughs> yeah hell yeah there's crap and all so of themselves. we don't blame you bud no so not at all but, but yeah, yeah i i i think uh we it could was, it was a good break man and like i'm glad to be back and talking about this uh event even though it's kind of a sadder event right and, yeah i mean it was really it's actually up the road from where my parents are at where it happened that's yeah i was just gonna say my parents live less than four minutes from uh, uh, Alpine Valley and parents and, live on Bowers Road, but it's yeah. it's a little ways up there. It's not right. Super You're the close. other side of Bowers Road, but still, yep. I mean, it's a straight shot. Yeah, and it's a uh, you know, it's a uh, the, the the venue itself, and and I know we've talked about Alpine Valley on here before, uh, you know, for a, a number of different reasons, but you know, the the venue itself in recent years has really just not has really just not gotten the the, the uh, care yeah. and consideration that they that they deserve. You know, the for as as cool of a venue as it is and how it is preferred by a, a number of different, you know, artists. There's a bunch of uh, you know, uh pretty big musical acts that I, I could, you know, uh, um I know Jimmy Buffett, so you know, late Jimmy Buffett now, uh, RIP, but he always loved the venue. Yeah, he, he yeah. was, you know, pretty much every, like every yeah every, every season. It started with you know two or three Jimmy Buffett shows. Do you remember when Grateful Dead came? And of there was course. like traffic jams and for they, fucking miles and they everywhere, loved it. and it was like in the middle of nowhere, so like farmers couldn't get anywhere. Like it was packed. Right. Yeah, they kind of shut down County Road D there and just kind of fuck everything up. There was like hippie vans camped out all over the road and shit. And yeah, yeah, and and they, you know, I know in in more recent times with uh, the Dead, they would actually shut down the um, uh, the the rest stop, the rest area. Right off of uh, 43, they would actually just close it down and say, we're not having this thing open this weekend because we know it's just going to get littered oh, yeah, with for sure. you know, a bunch of people. But 
you know, a number of, of really great musical acts have said over the years that they really, really like Alpine Valley. Yeah. They just, there's something about it that they really like it. I saw Pearl Jam, uh, like you said, Grateful Dead, Jimmy Buffett, Dave Matthews has always oh, yeah, really like loved every it. year. Fish. Absolutely. Post Malone recently. Post Malone ha- had to have a show I, there. So I saw some really good shows there. And like, whether you, like, if you hate them, that's fine. Like, I, I'm not a huge fan of them now, but I saw Ted Nuge. With the rock oh, never the stops. I saw yeah. the Nuge, and they had like Slaughter and like all these badass Quiet Riot. Yeah. It was a freaking badass show. Uh, Ozzy's I've Ozfest. seen Ozfest multiple times there yeah. for sure. Um, oh, there was that other one with uh, Lincoln Park and Snoop Dogg and oh yeah, was that like Korn, a Generation Roll Up and Smoke? Tour oh yeah, or yeah, yeah. Was I mean, Roll Up and Smoke, up and smoke Tour or something. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I didn't get the chance to see that, but that would have been pretty badass. Eminem was on there, like yeah. Dr. Dre. Yep. God damn. That and that a good was show. <laughs> so, but even even outside of you know these cool uh, festivals that they've kind of had there, you know some of these big artists have just said we really really like Alpine Valley Music Theater, and the the thing that kind of annoys me is that. I don't believe that anybody is invested in the music theater aspect of it. I feel like for years, it's just been looked at as uh, an opportunity to sell. Oh, yeah. For and, sure. and people are upset that it even still exists. And I, I actually worked there one season. I, as, I worked like, there for like four for, years. As a ticket. So like, and then on my breaks, I'd pass my shirt to my friends to the fence so they could come in yeah. and look like they were part of the crew and they gave me my shirt back. Yeah. Because there was a deposit on that shirt. There was, yep. but I, but I they know. but I would slip it through the fence. They would put it on, come inside, give me my shirt back. I put it back on. I kept doing that multiple times. Yeah, because like my buddies didn't have money. I mean, I didn't well, either. Shit, I was a ticket taker, dude. I didn't yeah. have money at the time. Exactly. I mean, it's like screw that. Yeah, I worked there full time for like two or three years, and then just like did the the part time thing uh, for like one season. But um, what a cool place, and yeah. and. Uh, I don't know, you know, even working there for as long as I did, I don't know the exact location of certain things, uh, may, you know, namely this event. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I it's not like there's a, a monument or anything. I think and they have, there I should. Th- I there's think a plaque. A, I think they have a plaque. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. That's but really there, There's a plaque for one of the, the all time great musicians ever. And yeah, and and they thought this was gonna be like the second coming of blues because of yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan. At the I mean, time. he was he was phenomenally gifted, and was just so incredible at not only his guitar, you know, because that would obviously be the thing that people like look at, but his songwriting abilities, his singing, like just in in every aspect of of art, he was this uh, phenomenal next thing. Yeah, and no. It it sucks. I mean, even to this day, once I'm all pride and joy will come on, and I'll freaking crank that biscuit Hell in the car yeah. and just rock that thing out, dude. Texas flood. Oh yeah, great. crossfire. Crossfire. Oh yeah. Caught in the crossfire. <laughs> fucking that guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Oh god. So he is, you know, an obvious, uh, an obvious just nudge for the sticking you know, on the A minor scale and just wailing the shit out of that thing. Yeah, man. it's just unreal. Killing the strat, man. Yeah, he just ripping through strats, and he always played through a Dumble amp. Uh, you know, custom made. I think his name's Alex Dumble or whatever out of California. When you when you can play the legendary. Blue, when you can play the blue scale on the entire guitar, like you're set up. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he like can play I it, like, like knew, behind his head. And I shit, know. Like play it with his teeth. 
I can't even play the guitar with two hands, and this guy is <laughs> rocking it with his fucking chicklets. I'm looking That's special crazy. when I play the guitar, yes. you know. And yeah, I can play some jams and I can sing pretty good. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm no. I'm no Stevie Ray. No. Let's just throw it out there. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Thanks, know if there man. is one. Thanks for the confidence, dude. Well, I, no, no, I get it. You know. No, this like, guy could shred for sure. You know, beyond the 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 you know obvious names. There isn't a whole lot of great guitar players that that could match up with this guy. Yeah, I mean, when you it comes when it comes to blues for me now, I mean, I I listen to a lot of Buddy Guy. I really like Mississippi Delta blues too. Do you listen to that a little bit, like Arlo oh, yeah. Burnside and stuff? Oh hell yeah! Yeah okay. Yeah, the, I'm into the, that. The good shit, you know the the, the ones the, with the real soul. Exactly. Involved, you know you like, could you can feel the oh pain. god yeah like my speakers want to just come crashing out of the the car and and just dive out when you when you're sad when you got the black snake moan going yeah. on inside you you know wasn't like, that a bad movie with justin no, timberlake one no time? it was a good movie justin timberlake is like the worst dude okay it's a great movie isn't samuel L. jackson in that samuel movie? L. jackson's in that does he say a lot of mfers and and christina ricci's looking hot in that movie really oh my god it's one of my favorites it's what it's a great movie she had a big forehead right I don't know. I thought she was cute. Oh, okay. God damn, son. I just always thought she had, uh, you know, like a... I always thought she was cute. She's like unique looking. She you was know what Casper. I mean? Casper. Yeah, that? she was. Yeah. yeah. She was always really unique and she was like my age growing up. So it was always like, I kind of like, oh man, I can actually think she's hot. Like, yeah. And maybe, <laughs> you know, she's yeah. like the same age as me. Yeah, maybe I'd have a chance. Maybe but... when we both grow up, we could meet but each other. I think we all know that uh, I'm no Brad Pitt here. Me and Eric were talking earlier. So <laughs> no chance in hell, bud. Yeah, no, I am no chance in LA. I'm closer to <laughs> Preston Lacey than I am Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So yeah, let's jump I mean, right some, in. Sometimes I, people have told me I look kind of like Christian Bale or Gail Garcia Bernal or something. But I don't. I don't even know who. Who's the other one you just said? Gail Garcia Bernal. I don't know. A little bit. Like those are the only ones I've ever been. Who told is that of. person? He's like a uh, like a Mexican. He's in um, Pop, uh, Casa de Mi Padre. With Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like the like bad dude. Thing. La Onza, I think is his name in that, like, mm. which is a little fucking cat. I don't know why you call yourself <laughs> La Onza. He's like a little pussy jungle cat. But, yeah. yeah. But, uh, all right, let's get into it, okay? Let's talk. Stop talking. We'll get right into Stevie Ray Vaughn here. So for many of us, we probably don't know the actual date itself when this uh, occurred, but it actually happened on the early morning of Monday, August 27th of 1990, when American musician Stevie Ray Vaughan was killed in a helicopter crash near East Troy, Wisconsin at the age of 35. Man, he was he was younger than I am at uh, when he died. I am 35 right now. That is insane. And he was one of the most influential blues guitarists of like the 80s and described by Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as the second coming of the blues, which we just talked about. Yes, uh, like they thought there was going to be a big revival, which is pretty badass. Well, and I like to think I too, love the blues, and I like to think too. Like growing up, um, I mean, I heard some really great, you know, uh, stuff on the radio. My my parents were big into music, loved it. My dad was a DJ before he passed away. Uh, would do weddings and stuff uh, back in the day when it was you had to have two cassette decks. God damn, that would have been um, insane. Could you right. imagine? Can you imagine that, that up? Yeah, exactly. If somebody it, wants a request, you're like, oh, fuck, I got to find the tape. And now like, I got to yeah. fast forward it to where you I got to go up is. to the van, you know, with uh, all the taking cassettes. A, and... Taking a fucking two pencils and squealing it to where you need to go. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. about right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be kind, please. Rewind. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, he would make all these cassettes himself, you know, these party cassettes with, you know, and, and you know, this was back in the day you could... Um, you get, you know, the nice Max Maxwell or Maxell cassette, you know, that's blank. 
you put all this music on there that you pirated from the radio. You know, you just had to time it up right, hit record as it was going. But then he would even mark on the outside of the tape thing the minute that that God this damn. one started, the next one started. I mean, crazy. So I'm just saying, like, you know, my parents grew. I grew up rather with my parents. You know, influence with this music and Stevie Ray Vaughan, phenomenal. And and I and I know for a fact. He was part of that whole movement. But for me, that was the original blues that I had heard. I didn't understand that there was influence from, you know, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. From, you know, these old, like you said, Delta blues, Chicago blues. Dude, Howlin' Wolf. And Howlin' Wolf. Oh, my God. Muddy Waters. Uh, Buddy Guy, like you said. But, you know, and so to me, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan almost holds an even more special place because to me... That was the original uh, influence of like that blues guitar. Yeah. Before I even ever heard of you know BB King or anybody, it was uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. You know, I was I always laugh because I always I always think about this like so blues kind of got to start start in like the Southern gospel, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of how it all started. But then you get like songs that came out after that, like in before the blues, like the actual like blues itself. Like the blues did exist. But there were songs like 60 Minute Man. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard that song about a guy lasting 60 minutes? I didn't. Oh, okay. It's freaking hilarious. Like, it's about Jesus. a guy. Yeah. I was like, damn, That's dude. That's funny. This guy's awesome. I got to meet him, man. I last like 15. I'm what a spent, cool, bud. What a cool <laughs> like, song. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's just this guy's, he's happy that he lasted a really long time. Yeah, dude. So, like, he's known as a 60 Minute Man around town. He sings about it. So. That's hot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but I just thought it was funny that, like, that all comes from a gospel, like gospel church music. You know, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. I don't know. So the day before his death, Stevie Ray Vaughan allegedly told his band and crew about a nightmare then which he had where he's at his own funeral and saw thousands of mourners. He felt terrified yet almost peaceful, he said. Wow. And backstage after the show that evening, the musicians talked about playing together again, particularly Eric Clapton for a series of dates in London at the Royal Royal Albert Hall in the early 90s as a tribute to Jimi Hendrix, who also passed an amazing guitar player as well. Which and, is crazy because you're, you're talking about, we just played an awesome legendary show. Obviously at that moment, they don't realize it, that they just record or just had played this, you know, amazing fucking show where you've got, it's, it was actually a, a Stevie Ray Vaughan concert, I believe, but Eric Clapton shows up. Um, and there was a couple other notable uh, uh, people in in attendance and also who, um, played on stage with them that night, but backstage you got Eric Clapton telling you, "Dude, we got to do this again." And guess what? We got to do it at the Royal Albert Hall, which is like one of those iconic venues that you know you just you dream about, right? Yeah, for sure. And he's like, "Yeah, we should play a a tribute show to to our buddy Jimmy." And you're like, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah, like what epic moment in history? Yeah. Like- I mean that is, that is a moment that you dream about, and here we got Jimmy, uh, 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 Jimmy, uh, uh, Jimmy Hendrix, um, iconic guy, and you're like, Eric Clapton's telling you that we should play this, you know, tribute to him. That in that in itself is just like wild. Yeah, oh, oh for sure. But yeah. So moments later, Clapton's tour manager Peter Jackson said that the weather was getting worse and they had to leave soon to get to the next gig, and Va- Vaughn's last words to his drummer Chris Layton were, "I love you." Nice. Which is pretty pretty suck. It sucks, man. Yeah, you know. 
So four helicopters were waiting on the golf course to transport concert and group members to Chicago. Vaughn was with his brother, Jamie, uh, Jimmy Vaughn, and Jimmy's wife, Connie, as they, were, as they went aboard their reserved uh, Bell 206B Jet Ranger helicopter piloted by Jeff Brown. Jackson had told Vaughn that the seats were reserved for only three of them. However, they discovered that the seats had been taken up by Clapton's agent Bobby Brooks, bodyguard Nigel Brown, and assistant manager Colin Smythe, and only one of the seats were actually available. Wow. So luckily none of his family were in the, the helicopter as yeah. well. You yeah. know? What, a, what a weird coincidence, you know. So Vaughn asked Jimmy and Connie if he could take the seat, saying, I, I really need to get back. And Jimmy and Connie obliged, and, and uh, they caught the next flight to Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, with manager Mark Proct. So they took a different helicopter right, right. because the other one was booked. So Vaughn and the three passengers departed aboard the third helicopter in a dense fog at 1 a.m. Central Central Time. Uh, Brown piloted the helicopter of the golf at the golf course at a higher speed and slightly higher, slightly lower altitude than the others, and it banged sharply to the left and crashed into the side of a 300-foot ski slope. So those who don't know, Alpine Valley is also a ski resort. Yeah, there well. are, there's a golf course, ski resort, uh, uh, then the music theater. It's like a whole thing. And this was only about 0.6 miles from the takeoff point. Uh, all on board were killed instantly. No fire explosion occurred, and the bodies and debris were scattered over 200 feet. No one was aware that the crash until the helicopter failed to arrive at its destination. Right, which I think they were going to Chicago. Yes. Yep. So, a Wisconsin Civil Air Patrol search airplane found the wreckage at 7 a.m., 50 feet below the summit of the hill. Shortly after, uh, Clapton, Jimmy Vaughn were called to the morgue to identify the bodies. Also, Eric and Jimmy Vaughn uh, yep. were called to the uh, morgue. Wow. Yep. And according to the autopsy report, uh, Vaughn had suffered many in, um, unsurvivable, unsurvivable injuries. injuries. Yeah, such as uh, transection and dissection of the aorta oh. and multiple depressed skull fractures, which pff, that's pretty hard. I mean, that's Jeez. those are like those are traumatic yeah. injuries. I mean, so. you lose all that blood from the aorta stuff I know. right away. And then also uh, all the skull injuries, which I mean, just means that your brain is going to swell and it's there's never it's never going to be good after that. He also had a ruptured spleen and liver and fractures of the right thigh bone and ribs. An investigation found that no drugs or alcohol were involved in the crash and that all victor, victims had worn seatbelts and no mechanical failures or malfunctions were found with the helicopter itself. Wow. And Brown, who had many experiences, experience operating the Bell 206B at night, was not, but was only instrument rated on the airplanes, not helicopters. And in fact, not long before the flight, he had failed uh, an instrument check. And according to the NTSB, the cause of the accident was deemed controlled flight into terrain, yeah. as Brown could not see due to the hill and the low visibility at the time. Right. Um, and those that don't know that area, like it's kind of hilly, so you get a lot of fog on the lower. I was lower just going to say because. It does kind of just sit down in a valley. I mean, when they say it's Alpine Valley, it really truly yeah, is. Yeah, it goes up and down in that area. Yeah, and I mean, and, and it, I think even so, like you know, if you know the the Alpine Valley Music Theater itself, when you get there, you're you're sort of on flat land, but then to actually go see the show, it's like, yeah, it's down it's in a, a massive hill. Yeah, it's like in a massive ravine. Massive ravine. So like, it, just imagine that the whole place is like that where it could be, it go from, you know, totally normal flat ground. And then all of a sudden it just drops out. And and the fact that you have the ski Hills, which I'm not sure, but I don't believe they're man-made. I believe that that was just uh, a, a hilly portion of, you know, Walworth County. And they, they just accepted the fact and, and made it a ski hill. Yeah. So with that being the case, you've got, 
really low visibility due to that dense fog that night. Plus, you have the uh, added uh, landscape of, of it being these, you know, massive ski hills around you as well. Exactly. And so Vaughn was actually buried at the uh, Laurel uh, Land Cemetery in Dallas, Texas on August 31st, of 1990. The, if you do go to uh, Alpine today, there is a small plaque, as like we, we touched on before. We can I don't know on. where it is, though. And, and, and in fact, there's many YouTube videos that are... Um, that go back, you know, all the way to like the, uh, um, early two thousands, uh, all the way to today where a lot of people don't know where this plaque even exists. It is out there somewhere. Yeah. I've actually never seen it myself and I've skied there before. I've skied there. I've played golf there. Uh, I've never played golf. I've worked there a bunch, but like. Uh, yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily love uh, uh, I, golf either. I always, it I, used to be more fun. I uh, just, I just thought it was like watching. It's boring. Playing, it's kind of boring. I just never got into the golf. Yeah, and I don't. I'd like to each their own. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's like if you love it, you love it. <laughs> I just that's one sport I could never get into. Yeah, and it it, it is. It's first of all, it's, it's kind of a rich man's. It's sport completely too. frustrating, and it's a rich man's sport. But I think most people and and. and you know, don't don't write me and say I'm wrong, but I think most people do it because you can go out there and get drunk. Yeah, it's kind of like boating. Yeah, I guess like those cart girls. Like the one, the few times I have been golfing, I mean, I just bought shots out of the cart the entire sure. time, rum and sure. cokes. I mean, like, so that's you not... did it for the drinking. Yeah, there you I go. mean, I wouldn't do it for the case in point. Fun I of rest. It, the fun of it. Like, yeah, I don't find it fun at all. But yeah, but to each their own, man. And like, I just always, I always like kind of. You know, I hate to be that guy, but like, dude, some of those golf clubs are like more than cars. Oh yeah, yeah, it's to freaking get, unreal. To get a bag, if you want to have like, like professional a professional clubs, if you want to smoke all competition, you got to get the expensive ones too. Yeah, you can't use cheap ass golf clubs. The, There's a big difference. The Callaway Big Bertha. Is that what it's called? I think so. That's the Jesus. driver. Yeah, I don't know if they still make it or not. But okay. But yeah, here's the thing. Uh, y- y- you've got uh, an already difficult terrain. Yeah, and then sure. make it even more invisible with the dense fog, and then you've got a guy who is instrument rated on planes, not helicopters, which fly incredibly different. But he does also have a lot of experience. He does. Those. He does. But I think it. it let's just say I'm a, I'm a, a big time recording artist playing these big shows. I think I'm asking credentials. Um, uh, and I think I would know, you know, right right here it says he had failed an instrument check already that day. True. That is a crucial piece of information. <laughs> so you wouldn't you wouldn't even went on there? No, hell no. Fuck no. no. So you know what's crazy is like back in the nineties when people were still flying in helicopters, because a lot of times now if you go to Alpine Valley, they take tour buses. Like a lot of the bands, you always see the tour buses rolling. I don't know if anyone flies it out is, of there yeah. anymore. It's um, it's a big uh, behind the stage. Yep. There's actually a big driveway, and it does have like four, maybe three or four loading docks for like the semis that bring all the equipment. But then yeah, there's usually at least three or four huge tour buses yeah. that are parked along, and and it's all paved back there. It's a, it's actually a really nice area behind there, but um. It's tight. It's tight to get back there. You know, even even in just like my my work truck back there, I remember it being like, I mean, it's just one small little road that runs back there, and uh, now you've got these mega. Two, I'm not talking about like a small little. No, RV these or are these are the big. These dogs. are the mega dogs, yeah. homie. Like <laughs> you could sleep like 
ten people in these fucking these things. These things are bonuses. the fucking wildcats. These, these uh, yeah, <laughs> these are top notch. Um, but yeah, so, like, I like I said, I, I think you know, obviously hindsight twenty twenty, I get it. But I'm just saying, if I have that money where I'm chartering private fucking helicopters and shit, I think I'm gonna go the extra mile. I'm gonna be like, I want the fucking guy that like saved people in desert storm and helicopters oh, yeah, flying dude. this fucking thing. Black Hawk down, Joe. Like, like somebody just... somebody shooting at you. I want him to be the one flying this helicopter. Cause he's gonna know how to how to do shit. <laughs> I'm just saying, you no, know. No, I get it. I get it. And and also the the, the that that one piece of information of like the, the pilot had already failed an instrument check. That to me is like I would have probably been like, hey, uh this guy's not so good. He uh he already failed a little bit today. Um do you want to go with him? And in fact, I almost feel like uh, with that information, uh, a person who already failed this check, uh, maybe he's not flying today. Like, like if you show up to work and you're not feeling good, they're not going to want you doing engineerical math. Yeah, I get it. Right? I get it. Like you're, you're, somebody's going to come up to you and be like, hey, man, we get it. Today's <laughs> not your day. You're kind of fucked, pal. Just you're go not, home. You're not feeling good. So don't do it. Teachers, same thing. You're not kind of up to, you know, your your level today. So, like, why don't you just take this one off? And we'll call in a substitute who's maybe a little fresh, you know. Uh, cops, uh, judges, you know, not judges. They're always fucked. But anyway, <laughs> um, but I'm just True saying, that. like, you know, they're, in every profession, you know, we want the people that are doing the best. We want people that are healthy, ready to go, refreshed, you know. Yeah, I, I get that. 100%. I'm especially thinking... In, in, you know, that mode of transportation where you're up in the fucking sky. Dude, I don't like flying on top of it. I've I been, don't. I've yeah. been all over the world, and I'm going to tell you what, like, before I get on a plane, I take shooters down. I get just blistered because yeah. I, I don't like flying. Blistered? I mean, like, there's not, dude, there's, <laughs> dude, I'm just a big fucking, I'm just a big hunk of shit sitting in the sea, to be honest. You just said... You get Dude, blistered. I fucking chug anthrax, bro. I've never heard anybody <laughs> like, say blistered, but I like it. But I like I just get trashed. I mean, like I I hate flying. I hate pressure of the cabin. Yeah. I hate sitting next to somebody. I I like I just hate everything about it. Yeah. No, and and I I I, totally I don't like anything about like I like when I get to the, my destination. Yeah, great. Yeah. But I hate I I hate cabin pressure. Yeah. I hate like everything that's involved. I hate the snacks that they give you. Like yeah. I hate everything about flying. Yeah, that man. shitty trail mix. Oh, and then like, like customs, dude. Sure. You know how many times I've been checked? Because yeah. like, I, you know, I have like an olive pers- uh, complexion, right? Sure. So like, dude, immediately if you have anything but white, you're gonna get searched by customs. Like they're gonna they're gonna come in there and check your bag, both bags. Like, <laughs> they're gonna check your, your carry on. Purse. They're gonna check your carry on and what you got in your pocket yeah. in your trousers. Let me see your gym bag, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you talking about here? The Nike or my balls? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but you know, you kind of get what I'm saying. Even even without the first initial like fear of flying kind of thing, um, those are those are like pieces of information that I just believe are 
pretty crucial. No, I get that. 100%. You know, and and there are you know flight regulations that say like you know as there is for like over the road truckers, you know, where you have to keep a, a, a detailed log of how long you've been um, behind the wheel and operating because you can't do it for such and such, um, you know, an extended period of time. So like, you know, with this guy too, I, I just imagine you know, obviously this is 1990. So I, I don't know exactly what the NTSB and, and all these other flight uh, regulation bodies and stuff. I don't know how, how strict everything was, but I mean, those are just like pieces of information that, you know, the, I think the passenger should know. And especially when you're dealing with, uh, you know, high notoriety individuals, sure. you know, but yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan, you're going to be missed. And, Rest uh, in peace, hope- man. And, and and obviously, you know, the 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 entire uh, Walworth County, uh, Little East Troy, Elkhorn, Alpine Valley area is forever linked to, you know, this uh, this incredible person uh, that is gone too soon, but la- left a amazing catalog of of life changing art. And for that. I'm truly appreciative. Me as well. So now to our music segment here, straight out of Wisconsin, uh, because that's the bands we play. Uh, Wisconsin music. Yeah. It's amazing we found these many this many bands for how long it's, we've been going. It's and it's awesome. crazy. Like I'm still finding just as many new ones. Like great. Every time I go and look, we've only had a couple repeats. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's been over 164 because we've had all those like um, we had like little we side had multi. Gig. Yeah, yep. we had multi ones. So this is pretty yeah. cool. So this band is uh, Secret Menu, and I, I don't know exactly where I stumbled upon them. Uh, a lot of times, you know, I end up watching who's going to be playing at, like, Cactus Club or uh, X-Ray Arcade is another big one that, that, you know, does a lot of really awesome local shows. And so, you know, I look at a lot of their uh, 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 flyers for, like, the new, you know, something new that's coming up in, like, a week, and I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll check that out, and then... You know, generally, I'm just surprised as hell that that we've got another new or, or an, another new band to me. That is, yeah, for sure. That I'm just hearing about for the first time. That is phenomenal musicians. You know, just coming up with really cool stuff. Um, and they're not like covering; they're making all this stuff their own. Like, yeah, they're just it's so cool. Plus, plus the name Secret Menu. Hey, do you know any secret menu items besides like In and Out Burger? I was just gonna say things. the big one is In and Out. I know In and Out has um, some secret stuff, but Starbucks has a secret menu too that uh, you know you can if you if you look it up you could find. Okay. I, and I think there's one item at McDonald's, right? If you Ooh. do the land, sea, and air, huh. um, where you get a McChicken, a a double cheeseburger, and a, a fillet of fish, you put them all together, and you just land, sea, and air. Huh. Yeah. Never, yeah, interesting. I've never heard that. I don't know. That's awesome, man. Try it out. Let one, us know. That is one secret menu for sure item that, you know, you could and it, you know, not I don't know that they that all McDonald's like if you so say I want like, to the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, they might okay. be like get out of here. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm calling the cops, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um What the fuck are you talking about, bud? Yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. You coming up here with this shit. But yeah, so secret menu, um the song that I chose is uh Jack and Jill. Um, uh, you know, the, I, I immediately, uh, I, I, you know, I go to either Spotify or Apple music and I, and I start listening to, um, all their stuff. And generally the one that I end up choosing or the one that you and I end up choosing are, are the ones that 
for some reason, as soon as it starts, you're like, oh boy, this is different. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. It really, it peaks something. It sparks and, and it just like throughout the whole thing, then you're like really appreciating each different level that's happening as it's going along. And, and for, for uh secret menu, this just happened to be the one that, you know, immediately I was like, holy shit, this is good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I would actually I want buy more. this album. Yeah, I want for this. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like I could imagine myself going to Sam Goody in, you know, 1998 and picking this <laughs> picking bad this, boy like, up. Yeah, heck yeah. Um, but yeah, amazing stuff. Um, you can definitely go to their website. They have uh, all their tour dates and, and all that stuff listed. I encourage you to to find them live, go and see them, support them, buy t-shirts, merch, all that sort of business, and also uh, support them by buying their music. You know, on on uh, uh, preferably if you could go there and buy like their album from them, great. So um, we we haven't really talked about this either, but maybe we can go and see him uh, next week, and me and Eric yeah. will be the announcers at the uh, Harbor Fest. Yeah, yeah, the uh, it's like the M- Milwaukee Boat Parade, Harbor Fest, Sturgeon Fest. It's like all wrapped up into this one, you know, cool day, uh, and it's only a few hours long. But uh, we will be down there. Yeah, and we know nothing about boats, so we're gonna try to keep her yeah. keep her family friendly as well. But but um, uh, some amazing artists have put together some really cool uh, real floating floats, right? Yeah. And uh, we're going to be able to talk uh, to the audience about it. <laughs> we're going to be the commentators and the, and the yeah. Hosts. You guys are going to have to listen to us for a little bit, and uh, yeah. maybe we can see these guys after the show. Absolutely, I let's plan uh, on let's it. plan on it. Awesome. Cool. So let's go ahead and jump right in. We've got secret menu, Jack and Jill. <laughs> Jack and Jill, how Jack went tumbling down that hill But did you know that he didn't trip, rather he was shoved He had been falling for years, since the day he met her He was head over heels, but did she even know who he was? She barely ever said his name, and she would barely care When he would look her way, and she caught his stare He would glance away, and she would keep on carrying on with her day Well, he was fighting for air, it's not fair what she's wearing He came out as a prayer and a spare no At his table every fourth block. He prays. Phone. Jack needs your moments Don't dare you blow it It's right in front of your face And you know it, boy And now it's wild to swear That you're always being fast Like a cataract attack 
Secret menu, Jack that was good. and Jill. Yeah, man. Like I said, I, I it, it just... definitely alternative vibes. Kind of remind me of that, like, kind of alternative, almost into like you know the pop era. Like we're talking like Jason Mraz, kind of, you know, in that right. You know what I mean? Kind of in that genre, I guess. Right. The really early two thousands, kind of like. Um, I could hear like it on the radio. indie indie rock for sure. You yeah, know? I, I could hear it on the radio for sure. Right. Oh now. yeah. It's a revival of that sound, I think. You know, it, it kind of sounds that way a little bit. I, yeah. I thought it was a great song, man. I'm we were yeah. rocking out. Oh off hell yeah, mic, dude! So. Crazy rocking out, that's for sure. And then you know, of course, uh, you got uh, all the builds. I love all of the drum builds. Oh yeah, um, the fills too. Like yeah. there's some pretty good fills in there. I was pretty impressed with some of them. Those the 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 initial like kind of like guitar lick that. I mean, you could. Like you could have took a more simple route where you just hit a floor time once and make that your fill, but right. he like actually like put <laughs> like a structure in it. Amazing, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, can't wait to to go and see them live, uh, and and you know, obviously, uh, uh, the after the boat parade thing will. Yeah, you know, nine twenty four. You guys got to come out and uh, come yeah. here, spew some bullshit. We got to tone it down a notch. I think it's twelve thirty to one is when yeah. we'll be on stage announcing the parade. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, let's go ahead and jump into a beverage review. I think we've got a real special one. Yeah. Here. So, uh, I didn't, I didn't really get a chance to go to a liquor store. So I had some cheap beer in the fridge and uh, one of them I had was old style. And normally you couldn't have old style on this podcast, even though it used to be brewed in lacrosse, but guess what's happening? It's coming She's back. She's coming back to the G Heileman Brewery it's in lacrosse homes. Back. So I figured we had, dr- <laughs> we drink this. Sh- <laughs> yeah, baby. We could drink the shed. Yes. We could drink the shed. Let's get a hammered on old style. Let's get blistered. Let's do this. <laughs> so this one, uh, and I don't know if you knew this, but did you know old style was bought out by Pabst Brewing Company? So they like bought a lot of those old beers and brought them back. Exactly. I think Schlitz is one of them, old style, and obviously PBR. Yeah. Some of our favorite. Just some delicious. Beers. Yeah. But if, if for those that don't know, 
I mean, Old Style is a 4.64% ABV, low ABV beer you can get on the shelf. Kind of cheaper beer. One of those ones I used I used to drink quite a bit because it was actually yeah. really cheap when we were kind of growing up. And yeah. you could pay like a homeless dude to get you a thing for, you know, 10 oh, bucks. Homeless dude. <laughs> 10 bucks for a freaking case. Of I it. definitely never did that. But, you know, like, you know, just the older kids I knew, I'd be like, hey. I got 20 bucks. Can and actually, a cool little side note. Did you know in the 1890s, uh, Old Style actually used to be called Gold Leaf Lager before it was Old Style? I thought that was kind of fascinating. I think the Gold Leaf uh, Lager sounds better. Sounds kind of cool. And actually, uh, if you get a chance to go to Lacrosse at the old G. Heilemans, they have the world's largest six-pack out there. You got to see that. They're actually It's actually like a grain tower that has a six-pack painted on it. But it's, oh. it's still pretty cool. I thought you meant it was like Brad Pitt's. You thought it was like Rip, bro, like Fight Club. Brad Vin Pitt Diesel. Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. Rock Johnson. Rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Dude, he's <laughs> just freaking pumping, dude. He's just like. It's, I mean, it's. Could it's, you imagine carrying that much of muscle around all the time? Just like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, j- he's got to why have... he talk like that, dude. <laughs> he's got so much fucking muscle on him. It hurt like la, hell for me Because it hurts so fucking bad. He's just like, <laughs> cocksucker. <laughs> Get to the cocksucker now. I'm fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking back hurts. My biceps are too big. What's wrong with my back? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I went on a weird tangent here. But Terminator. It went from a six pack of beer to six packs. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, but that's what I thought you were talking about at first. You did. Okay. Uh, I thought it was like straight up Hulk Hogan, like mm, yeah. shredded. Shred, bro. <laughs> I don't think anyone's shredded if they're drinking a fucking case of old style. <laughs> oh man, like I've drank some hams, old style Schlitz. I've drank it all the cheap beers you can possibly imagine. <laughs> the same person that drinks old style and gets blistered on it, like regularly. Is the same guy that has a gym membership to his neighbor's garage where he's got some really old fucking weights and shit. Yeah, oh hell yeah. <laughs> he just dude, he rips in the garage, listen to fucking white snake. And white just cra- snake. Just cranking some fucking. How did I fucking iron. know you were gonna say white <laughs> I snake? I don't know why, man. Jesus Christ. Just cranking white snake and the ladies inside, like, what's going on out there? <laughs> in the heat of the night! Fucking screaming through the speaker. <laughs> You're like Courtney Cox is uh, on the hood of a fucking Trans Am. Oh yeah, dude, swinging her hair around, making her ass do stuff. Yeah, she was in a music video, but it wasn't White Snake. It was uh, well, she, was, she was in one of them, really. Yeah, uh, John like, Cougar Mellencamp. I think, no way! I swear to you, man. I was actually just listening to the Cougs. Oh hell yeah! Like recently. Yeah, I, let me let me find this out really quick. But no, I mean, you, if you continue talking about yeah, if you haven't had like an old style, it's a pretty tasty beer. It's really smooth, low on the ABV scale. Kind of one of those ones you drink on the back porch, or you know what's funny is like a lot of the older generation still drinks old style. To this day. Yeah, and I think, man, I don't know if it was, uh, man, I'll have to look that up too because I think it's still like a, a sponsor of like some old, um, uh, or Drags, some like dragsters or something, something or, like that. Or, yeah, or like tractor poles or something. Like yeah, some old guys. I swear. I mean, I, I love both those things. I'm just saying, it's like the older generation was more into it than our generation. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I had no idea Courtney Cox was in uh, a music video. Yeah, I'm like you sure. gotta tell me about this, like. Oh, Bruce Springsteen, Dancing in the Dark. She's, oh, really? Yeah, she's uh, on stage or Are something. Are you a big Springsteen fan? No, not at all. Okay, I was going to say, I didn't never really like Springsteen. I hate to say it. But. Yeah, no, I don't. Um, and and to be fair, I, you know, I, I know he's got some hits. 
And I and, and here's the thing. Personally, I'll listen to the hits every once in a while. Like I, if it comes on, I'm in. I think the one that's like nails on a chalkboard for me is uh, Glory Days. Glory Days. I fucking can't stand that song, dude. Yeah. Talking about like, like being in a bar talking about if the coach would have put me in fourth quarter i could have took us to state yeah. you know just like living an old dream that never like, happened it's like ah god yeah. I, don't, I don't like doing that kind of shit yeah yeah i think we've talked about i mean this we do talk about some of our escapades because we have some we have some funny stories like like we weren't like i mean you were probably more in the sports than i was but we were both kind of like like we did fucked up stuff man <laughs> was i more into them yes did you i ever were. play like organized high school stuff no because i was too fucking stupid because <laughs> yeah, I, yeah yeah because my grades would have never allowed me to be on, you would have like, got kicked out right away i was i was there for like the first week of sports generally uh first week or two you're doing you know some organized practices uh that kind of stuff but never never to the point where i would be on the field because like i said my grades were always in the fucking toilet because i didn't give a shit about yeah. school at all like i, I I wanted to be there to see my friends. I always thought, like, I thought you would never have to. I thought you were going to be a stand-up comedian, to be honest. Yeah, right. I thought you were going to. I mean, you were, like, the funniest dude in our school. Well, thank you for saying so. No, I always thought you were going to be a stand-up comedian. Like, you always had, like, you have the voice. Like, you have, like, the mannerisms. Like, dude, you could have been a stand-up comic. Yeah. And now we're living our glory days here. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, if like, if oh, only God I would have written some jokes down instead of just been being funny drunk or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. If if only, you know. But that's the thing, you, you know. We, uh, you know, those those kind of songs. Yeah, I can't get into because you know I wasn't the guy that you know needed that one extra inning, you know, at the baseball game or I, yeah, no, not me. Sorry. Yeah, and, no, I, I mean, like, and I don't think Bruce was either. No. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. I think he was some weird New Jersey kid that got picked on and now <laughs> yeah. he's writing music and he's creating scenarios in his head that he wishes he had uh, been a part maybe, of. Maybe but, that's it. But I don't think he was ever like a star I just, I, sport player. I never thought he was like that great of a guitar player. I don't really like no. his vocals that much. I just, I, I'm sorry, Springsteen, but he I does just have never... some pretty nice Telecasters. Though, I'll tell you that he much. does. Yeah. And he is, he's a massive yeah. following, man. We're like, this is the most un-American thing we've said on this show. Well, I think so. Absolutely. This probably is. Like I think we, we've lost a few followers oh, fuck as yeah, we're we did. sitting here. Because we don't, I just truthfully don't really care for uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen <laughs> much at all. Um, we're not coming to America. We're getting kicked out to Canada. The soon, E Street but. Band, that whole, you know, that's just not me, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I, want it. I hate to say that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is. like I said, he's got I didn't realize cool Courtney hits, Cox but. was in a video, though, so that was a cool thing. I actually had no idea. Yeah. That's yeah, probably the worst person on the Friends cast was in the. You think so? I also don't really care for Friends. I, I Man, like, we are really divulging a lot. No, of shit we here, are. But Friends I, is a Friends stupid is the stupidest show. show. But I watched it sometimes because I had a huge crush on Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, and you, she like, was smoking hot, dude. Yeah, like she's like real looking. You she know what I mean? Very attractive. Um, insanely like. It should have been illegal to be as attractive as she was. But I can't stand... Especially as, like, a teenage kid. I can't stand the fucking dude Ra- who plays Ross. He yeah, just seems like he'd yeah. be a big fucking tool in real life. Yeah, Like, yeah. for sure. And he is. I actually heard a bunch of stories. He's, like, a massive tool. I think they all... Like, that That show went to their heads. Uh, you think so? Oh No, I mean, I know so. I mean, uh, Matthew Perry has come out and said a few different times, like, he became just a raging alcoholic uh, and drug addict, and, you know, and he's in recovery doing well now, but, like... I feel like the the Friends. absolute level of fame 
that they had during the 90s for that show was crazy. And, like, was it the Remembrance or whatever that did the theme song? That did the theme song, Dude, they fucking became huge because of that one song. And have never written any other songs. No, not at all. Honestly, you go to a Rembrandt show, and guess what? You're looking for that song. You're like, I don't give a shit about this song. They only play that song nine times in a row. (laughs) Their set list. They're like, Someone told me life was gonna be this way. Yeah. I was gonna make yeah, you were gonna gonna, do it. I was gonna do it with my mouth. No, don't ever do that. (laughs) And then I realized we have the fuck we have have hands. hands. Yeah. You're gonna fucking click like we have fucking hands. (laughs) Jesus Christ. There was one time when Russ and I we were in a band together and we were in the recording studio and we had to do a clap track on one of our I remember that. That was a lot of fun. Trying to synchronize claps. I was just gonna say that was actually the most difficult part of recording. It was trying to synchronize claps with like multiple people in the room. Yeah. It was four people standing around a mic and nobody can clap on a fucking time. No. <laughs> four white dudes <laughs> it sounds trying to like just a shitty audience is clapping. <laughs> four white dudes trying to stay on time. That's <laughs> that's pretty racist, but yeah, well, at least we're white. It was so funny. We can say it. It was funny, that's <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. that's the thing that took us the most takes of anything. It really did, yeah. I think it did. Yeah. And then you had that really cool part in the background, it's like pill, pill, pill. Oh, I was like, yeah. that's freaking dope, dude. That wasn't cool. I you didn't like that? No. I thought it sounded good. I think it sounded like shit. I don't really like the way they mastered it in the end. But. Yeah. Well, but yeah, it's it, a good thing that that album doesn't exist anywhere any, anymore. But before we go way too far off tangent, make sure to grab some old style and uh, suck one of these old dogs down. Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be really excited about how you uh, how you like that old style. Grab a seat, gather round, join us for a chat. How many logos you have? All right, folks, it's that time of the show where you probably we've probably lost some listeners because of it, but it's how many locals you at, and uh, we have men who made a lot of bad choices, and yeah. one of them we're going to talk about here, so Eric, go ahead. Yeah, I, right in the title is his first bad fucking mistake here. He says, man fires shots outside Monroe County Strip Club. Two bad decisions in one line. Crashes car after fleeing the scene. Um First off, can we talk about Monroe County Strip Club? Who's going to that? Yeah, no. I'm going to hang back. Yeah, I think if anybody <laughs> told me, like, hey, we're going to go hit up the Monroe County Strip Club, I'd be like, I think I'm good. I think I'm going to just yeah. stay home, dude. Yeah, I think like, I'd I got some just, whiskey and... Uh, I'd rather just do, like, dishes or, like... I got some leftovers. Spray the weeds out. And, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know, man. I think I'm there's good. a lot of shit I could probably do yeah. better than uh, visiting a Monroe County Strip Club. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, the name <laughs> of it's in here. Oh, oh, here we yeah. go. Here, let's, well, let's hear about it. A Mondovi man was arrested after firing shots outside of Monroe County Strip Club and crashing a car after fleeing the scene early Sunday morning. Well, <laughs> That's a lot of bad decisions in one line. should have just been going sentence. to fucking church, and instead he's hung over after seeing... Uh, um, he's getting baptized in boobs. Yeah, <laughs> Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah, still... Getting some holy still, water down his throat. Still vanilla-scented after <laughs> his... Uh, his run-in with uh, Jenny over there. Uh, the Monroe County Sheriff's Office was sent to the Hunting Shack Gentlemen's Club. Sounds like a great place. Um, I like that I they mean, put the, the address here. You know, 3955 Highway kinda, 71. In some of this Florida. is making sense now, though. The the shots outside of a hunting club, gentleman club. Well, you know he, he had thought, his rifle like, with him. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. He went, he went and shot some turkeys, and he's going to see some yeah. turkeys. And he's got his Dodge Ram <laughs> 2500 pickup truck. Yep. Uh, but so yeah, the hunting shack gentlemen's club, uh, first really awful decision there, but, uh, the cops were called out there shortly after one thirty AM Sunday, uh, on reports of an armed man waving a gun in the parking lot. He probably fell in love with the stripper, realized that she everybody really else like there him. was also into her 
and and everybody there had also already seen her nipples uh, and he was like, I, I thought I was the only one, Peggy, uh, or whatever. <laughs> those, those are my titties. <laughs> those are my titties, Joe. And then he was like, you know what? I'm going to go outside and wave this gun around until Peggy comes to her senses and start showing me her boobs instead of everybody else. Um, the man then entered the strip club with the handgun. Uh, we were wrong. It was a handgun. Okay. Uh, but was forced back outside by patrons and staff. Hey, Bobby, get out of here, man. You can't have that gun in here. Peggy, she just she's here because she works here, man. Um, once outside, the man fired multiple rounds <laughs> from the handgun in the parking lot, then drove off in a vehicle. God, sucker. <laughs> I'm getting right back into my Dodge Caravan here, and I'm going to get out of here. Uh, a short time later, a Monroe County deputy found the man's vehicle crashed on Highway 162 near oh, Highway nice. A in La Crosse County. Uh, the driver, uh, who we will not name, was arrested and jailed on tentative charges of second degree recklessly endangering safety, going armed while intoxicated. Hey, that's a new one. Carrying yeah. a concealed weapon, disorderly conduct, and operating while intoxicated. So he got he got a good good rap sheet from that, and uh, yeah, you know, you know, I I've been there, man. Especially in my younger days, I've to the hunting cabin. Never been that. Or one. what is it called again? We've been to a lot of them, though. I mean, you've come with me a couple times. So that, I mean, don't throw me under the bus. I'm Jesus not. Christ, you've seen some, dude. <laughs> Sorry for everyone listening, but we've seen some titties, yeah, dude. I've seen Peggy's boobs. All right, I've Jesus seen, Christ, I've seen whisper. I've seen cherry, <laughs> <laughs> Bambi. Bambi. I've Imagine hang Tokyo Rouse. Can we can we talk about this really <laughs> yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah, let's see this. Odds that there is a Bambi stripping at a club called the Hunting Shack. It's kind of fucked up, isn't it? Wouldn't it be? It is. But it would be the perfect name, I think. I do. Fucking what happens in the <laughs> beginning scene of Bambi? Here's the thing. Dude shoots a deer. They call they call Bambi up on stage. And next up on the stage here, Bambi. And then right after her, guess who is up? And then now we've got coming to the stage here in her black lingerie uh, Winchester. <laughs> oh, that'd be sick. <laughs> Jesus and Christ. Remington's up next. And Remington <laughs> will be up next. We call her Remy. <laughs> She's a smoke show if I ever seen one. Watch oh. her dangle her nips here in a second. I'm I hope saying. you boys are locked and loaded for tonight's show. Yeah. <laughs> hope you guys came with lots of rounds loaded in your. Sawed off. Doggy, she's a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, in, in like Bambi, dude. Birdshot. If, if the name is Bambi, we know Bambi had mom and dad issues because her mom and dad were killed. So that yeah. makes sense, dude. Yeah. Like, it's making sense to me now. And now she's stripping for the hunters that killed them. Oh, to get back at them. Yeah. A vengeance story. Is this a movie we're writing? This is fucking. Dude. I'm hitting up Walt tomorrow, yeah. bro. Disney's Walt. <laughs> He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna go talk to a dead guy who Walt, makes family movies. I'm gonna go to his grave. Walt, what do you think of this, man? Here's my story. Yeah. Here's my pitch. Yeah, I think you had it a little bit fucked when you <laughs> wrote this Bambi story. I th here's what I got. <laughs> so the girl Bambi is actually a, yeah. a girl, and she has uh, dad mom issues, but uh, she works at a strip club, and, uh, and they were killed by hunters. And a guy gets jealous and waves his gun in the parking lot. Now I work at a hunting shack, <laughs> gentlemen's club. Yeah, I think Walt would just be like cocksucker, yeah. just roll over. It's a bad movie, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna see this. No one's watching this sucker, dude. Yeah, but yeah, um, how many locos do you think this fucking idiot's at? You know, it doesn't really give us a lot, but the crash, waving guns in parking lot, titties combination of glitter and yeah. vanilla scent. Clearly jealous. Too. I you think, think it's a jealousy? Thing? I think he fell in love with the stripper. 
why's Bambi grinding up on another guy? I thought yeah. she loved me. Yeah, exactly. No, nope, she didn't. You had it though. That was it. Yeah. I think that's the long and the short. Bambi didn't of the story. give a fuck about you, bro. She doesn't. She's just trying to get a little bit of cash to go home. Nope. She was rubbing her scent on everybody. All right. She was. Yep. I, like I said, I, I that's I that's the most obvious thing to me that that he was drunk. I think that's the thing. Um, and 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 then jealous, drunk and jealous. And yeah, uh, it happens. So I, I do have a I, I have a figure. Men do uh, dumb shit. Let's yes. be honest here. I, I'm one of them. Extremely dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a number. <laughs> what do you got for me? So I don't I, even have an idea. I believe we're dealing with about a ten. You think a ten loco? The crash though. You think the crash yeah. is a ten loco? Yep. You think it's just anger drive and he just like lost yeah. control? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm willing. I'm willing to go on a ten loco. I mean, I I don't even know where to go from this to be honest. Yeah. I think. I think the glitter and the vanilla scent got to his head though, and he just got it was intoxicated. Fogged up his glasses. He got intoxicated on love. I can't see. He got intoxicated by lapping. He got intoxicated <laughs> by lavender. He got his wood carved, and then he realized that yeah, like, yeah. girl doesn't love him at all, man. He was a lumberjack for she, like 10 minutes while he's getting a lap dance. And she the... revoked his permit. <laughs> oh, nice, man. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. All right. 10 logo? Yeah, 10 logo. Plus a wood carve, bro. Plus the old wood carve. Yeah. Sound the gavel. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home. home.